World's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. (laughs) Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, <gasps> Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I want to come out hot this morning. I'm trying to get my thoughts in line here as, as I get ready to... Uh, what is today? Today is the second day of March. Two gallons. March comes in like ours came in like a lamb's going out. I hope it doesn't go out like a lion. That seventy-three degrees yesterday. Went out outside with our grandkids. Most, one of the most amazing things happened. Our, our little uh, my my our son Zach's daughter Scarlett, who's fourteen months, thirteen months, fourteen months. Was we? I took her out. We're getting green grass here. I'm going to have to mow. I'm going to have to mow. Anyway, I took her outside yesterday. She was here. She had never walked in the grass in her life. And I set her down in the grass. I set her down. <laughs> tried to set her down on the grass, just setting her down. on. Uh, she started kicking her feet. She, she, before she, she was scared to death to put her feet on the grass. And then finally I got her feet on the grass and she just shrieked, shrieked. And she just stood there paralyzed. The things that we take for granted in life and think about the experiences that the, the, the fears that you have to overcome, the new situations, the new impacts, new things that we just take for granted is man, oh man, oh man, oh man, man, oh man. It was really, really profound to think that that little girl in her whole life had never seen grass. Well, she saw it last year, but a year ago she was two months old, right? He said, well, she saw it all during the summer. Well, she didn't know. She couldn't walk. She didn't got walking the grass. And wow. Anyway, I don't know where that, that is. Other than what if so much of what we believe isn't true? What if so much of what we do is fear-based? Get a chance to go to Thomas Worthington this morning, speak to the high school kids. Only, only a couple classes, but there'll be, there'll be a lot of them in there. Get a chance to try to open their eyes to truth. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of yesterday, I got, I, I kind of, I was all over the place yesterday. I don't want to be all over the place uh, again today, but I want to be all over the place again today. So I'm going to ask you a very simple question. <clears throat> How do you know we're going to lose now? Is that really what the Bible teaches? Does the Bible really teach us that things are just going to get worse and then we're going to get out of here? Or does it teach us that we're in an everlasting kingdom? Hmm. I'm pondering that this morning. Actually, I listened to some stuff yesterday. I'm constantly filling my stuff with new information. 
And you know what I love? You know what I love? I don't know about you guys. Here's what I love. I love it when I find out that I was wrong about something. I don't get mad. I get excited. So are you kidding me? I've always believed that. That's not true. Wow. Wow. And I had a chance. Here's how, what had happened. I got it. Yeah, Vinny just flashed that up there. I was on yesterday with, um, on John Diamond called me yesterday. I think I told you guys that. And he wanted me to come on his show. And I got on there with the, the resistance chicks who were on there before me for the first half hour. And I was on there for the second half hour. And we had a great dialogue. And I don't know if, uh, maybe I'll get a dispenser. We'll get it up and y'all can, y'all can go in there. I don't care if you watch it. Right? I mean, don't you get tired of people say, you gotta, I was in this, want to watch this. I, look, I'm, it's not about that. The Bible says that you'll know the truth. The truth, if you know it, going to set you free. That's what it says. And it says this in Romans 8. Pulled up her, Spencer. I didn't, I didn't even give you that link. I'm sorry, man. But this is where the Lord, this is, this is where, mm, Romans 8. And go down to about, I'm guessing, uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing 12, 14. Keep going, keep going. I'm going to find it. <clears throat> okay, right there. There we go. Okay. Wow. Wow. Where is it? Uh, my mom was made led by the Spirit of God. They're the sons of God. For we received the spirit of a, a bondage again. To, we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. For we received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Father, keep going. Huh? Come on. For the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. Are you listening? Are you guys listening? Does the Spirit bear witness with you that you're children of God? And if you're children, you're heir. And heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. And He's our brother. Some of you out there maybe uh, are dealing with, what do they call it, when somebody dies in an inheritance? And you know what it's like when you try to divide the inheritance equally? Right? Anybody ever been through that? Want to make sure everybody gets their third or everybody gets, everybody gets their chunk. Well, look at this. We're, we're joint heirs. We're joint heirs. We are joint heirs with Christ. Huh? How can we be? I mean, I don't know. I can't explain it, but that's what it says. We're joint heirs. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. We get to divide it all up together. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation, oh my goodness, He's sitting down. For the earnest expectation of the creature, what would that be? The earnest expectation of the creature. Would that, what creature? What creature? I wonder if that would be creation. For the earnest expectation of creation. Which one would be creation? Everything that God gave us dominion over. Everything he gave us dominion over. Right? You know what he, when, come on now, we go back to Genesis 1. Yes or no? Did God put us in the garden and tell us, what did he tell us to do? Can anybody out there, any Bible scholar tell me out there what Jesus, God told us to do when he put us in the garden? Anybody? And subdue the land, but we're also part of the creation. Yeah, but we're to subdue it. Dominion. Take dominion, subdue it, right? I think I think that's I think that's what it is. Boom. It says that, 
It says that the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for something. The earnest expectation of creation, if I could throw that in there, maybe it's a mistranslation. I'm not doing it on purpose. For the earnest expectation of creation, wait is for what? What's it waiting for? What's it waiting for? Why? Waiting for the sons of God to show up. Spencer, go to Webster. What's manifestation? What's manifestation? The act of disclosing what is secret, unseen, or obscure, discovery to the eye or to the understanding, the exhibition of anything by clear evidence to display as the manifestation of God's power in creation or of his benevolence and redemption. The secret manner in which acts of mercy ought to be performed requires this public manifestation of them at that great day. Now, if we go back here, I'm I'm swimming upstream here today, because the world's telling you everything is getting worse. Thank you, Janine. Look up creature. Look up creature in Webster. Because the world's telling you everything, the religious world is telling us everything is getting worse. In fact, it's going to get worse and 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 worse. And then he's going to take us out of here when the Bible says he put us here. and They're waiting for us to manifest. Am I wrong? Anybody think I'm crazy? I'm just reading that. I'm just reading what it says. Boom. The creature says that which is created. Thank you, Janine. Every being besides the creator or everything not self-existent. The sun, moon, stars, earth, animals, plants, light, dark, air, water. They're all the creatures of God. Everything is a creation of God. Boy, that's just, woo. I'm goosebumping. This is so deep. In a restricted sense, an animal of any kind, a living beast, a beast. But I'm going to say we're up there where he started on the first one, right? Anything that was created. And what are they waiting for? They're waiting for the sons of God to show up. Yes or no? Anybody want to argue that? And our, our mentality is so opposite that. We're waiting for the sons of God to be taken out of here. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. That amen. is the amen. philosophy of the American church. And I'm not going to argue about a rapture, when it's coming. I'm not going to argue about any of that. But it seems to me that we're supposed to have dominion. What's dominion? What's dominion? Look that up, Spencer. Dominion. Hey, we are joint heirs with Christ. We are right now when the when God sets down and He divides up the inheritance, Jesus doesn't get any more than me. That's what I just read. Ooh, you didn't learn this in your Presbyterian church, did you? I didn't either. Dominion, sovereign or supreme authority, the power of governing and controlling, the dominion of the Most High. Oh my goodness is everlasting. Power to direct, control, use, dispose of a pleasure, right of possession, use without being accountable as a private dominion of individuals. Territory under a government, a region, a country, a district governed or within the limits of authority of a prince or a state or dominions 
government, right of governing. We are, he gave us dominion. Dominion. We have dominion. We're joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Except, except the devil's in control. The devil's in control, Coach. And Coach, if you look around, all you got to see, just everywhere you look, Coach, it's, the, the devil's in control. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse because we don't really have dominion, Coach. The devil has dominion. And yet Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, and we're his brothers, and we're co-heirs. But, Coach, there isn't anything we can do because the devil's in control. And it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. They taught me that crap in, in Christianity. Somebody say amen. They teach you that crap too? Amen. Uh oh. Okay, I'm gonna click on something here. Click on everlasting kingdom. Click click on it. Click on it. Click on it, Spencer. Hey, I'm just kind of I'm kind of in a rant today, okay? God's kingdom is eternal, boys and girls. His kingdom is eternal. Hey, hang on a second. Spencer, gonna keep you hopping today. What's that mean? It's eternal. What did Webster say about eternal? Uh, without beginning, oh my goodness, I'm goose bumping again. Without beginning or end, <laughs> without beginning of existence, it's eternal. Without end or duration, it's everlasting. There is no beginning and there is no end. And we can't understand that because we are born into a time-space continuum. And we measure everything by time. But where God is, there is no time. He created it when he created the sun and the moon. He did all that stuff so we'd be able to mark time. But there ain't no time where he is. Yesterday, today, forever, there's no different. There's no yesterday where God is. There's no tomorrow where God is. There really isn't even any of those anywhere except here where we are in this time-space continuum. And his kingdom is without end of existence or duration. It's everlasting. It's endless. It's immortal. It's immortal. 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 That they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. What? No beginning, no end. What? No beginning, no end. Perpetual, ceaseless, continued without interruption. Intermission. Unchangeable. Existing at all times without change as eternal truth. His kingdom's everlasting. It's everlasting. Unless the child is born, unless the son is given, uh, 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 Isaiah 9, and Isaiah 9. Bear with me here. I, came, I thought it was going to come out hot. Unless the child is born, I think it begins in 20, 12 or 20. Huh? Uh, where is it? Is that, is that maybe it's not chapter nine? Maybe for unless the child is born, unless the son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders, he shall be called wonderful. Okay. Of the, there it is, there it is, <clears throat> there it is. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be eternally. I'm sorry, huh? Just applying what I just learned. 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall, shall be eternally upon his shoulders. The devil ain't in control, folks. Whoever told you that's been lying to you. Because when Jesus came and died on that cross, by the way, there's no time. He just showed up in time. There is no time. But he got tired of it. His dad got tired of it. He said, okay, I, I, I have enough of this. I have enough of this crap. All right. Hey, son, get on your horse. You're going down there. And you're going to ride herd down in there. And here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm sending you for this purpose, John, 1 John 3, 8. I'm going to send you for this purpose that the Son of God, for this purpose will the Son of God manifest. He would destroy the works of the devil. Now, can anybody out there tell me how we got into the position where we think the devil's going to win and then God's going to have to come and uh, throw a temper tantrum and destroy everything? Anybody tell me? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government. Shall be upon his shoulders. Not will be, not might be, maybe for a while will be. No, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And verse 7 of the increase of his government and of peace, there's going to be no end. His kingdom is everlasting, it's eternal, it's immortal. uh, Because we're in time, we don't get it, but he always was and he always will be. And the devil ain't in control. Not nowhere, not no place. Does anybody want to argue with me on that? Huh? Say, well, Coach, Coach, he's the prince of the power there. Yeah, hell, he may be the prince. He ain't the king. Bulls. Got it? Hmm? Of the increase of his government, peace shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from thenceforth, now forever, because the zeal of the Lord of the host will perform it. But it's waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God to show up. And we're being taught in our churches we're not supposed to be doing any of this stuff. We're not supposed to be taking any dominion. We're just supposed to lay back here and wake them. Coach, just read the Bible. The devil's going to come. He's going to get in control. And then we're going to all be raptured out here. And then God's going to beat up on the devil. And then we all, oh my goodness. Am I making any of you nervous? Everlasting kingdom. Go back to that, Spencer. Everlasting. World without end, amen. I'm trying to remember what. What was that I learned in the Catholic Church? Uh, The Apostles' Creed. Anybody remember that? The Apostles' Creed. Can anybody have to give me the Apostles' Creed? Come on. Some of you old Catholics can do it. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Virgin Mary, um, suffered under Pontius Pilate. No, he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified. Was crucified, died, and was buried. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Mm. Believe in the Holy Spirit, Holy Catholic Church, Creed of Saints, forgive the sins, resurrect the body, life everlasting. Amen. Mm. Wow. Spencer, pull that back up there. What are you saying? Go to pull what back up? Everlasting kingdom. <clears throat> Daniel 3 says, How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. Hey, boys and girls, I don't, I'm sorry. 
I don't see the devil in control here. Help somebody help me out. Go to the next one. Psalm 145, 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. What is dominion? Power, control, authority. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, no beginning, no end, and your dominion is forever. Hey, folks, I'm going to tell you something. The devil ain't controlling nothing. The Exodus 15 says, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Psalm says, but the Lord abides forever. He has established his throne for judgment. And he's waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Show up! Your throne of God's forever and ever. Scepter of unright, uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. Oh, Lord. Wait a minute, I'm sorry. He swears on me. But the Lord abides forever. He has established his throne for judgment. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You, O Lord, rule forever. Your throne is from generation to generation. Daniel 4, how great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion is from generation to generation. And to him was given dominion, Daniel 7. Glory and a kingdom to all the people's nations and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Then the, Daniel 7 says, Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. What? Oh, yeah, give it to the people. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions, all of those other ones are going to serve him and obey him. For in, in this way, Second Peter, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. Hey, hey, somebody help me out here. Does anybody see where the devil's in control here? Anybody, anybody see it? Huh? Uh, so what? So I'm not trying to step on your theology. I'm trying to get you to think. So it's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Because God is in control. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then He's going to suck us all out here, kill all the bad stuff, and then bring us all. Is that what? what? I'm not trying to make you nervous. I'm just trying to get you to think. So. Uh, all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. But Matthew, uh, what? Is that, where is that? Matthew what? Sick? No, where is that? Where is that? Come on out there, class. All power has been given unto me. <clears throat> All power. Matthew uh, 28. Thank you. <clears throat> yep, yep. And uh, Jesus stood before his disciples, departed, and be not afraid, and when he assembled the other, taking counsel. They took money and they worshiped him. He said, go ye therefore. Jesus spake unto them and said, uh, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Hey, Paul, you think he's lying? Think he's sharing, you think he's he's, uh, serving up a load of bull, a little bull crap, going to blow some smoke into him, tell him something's not true. Huh? Said, no, no, no. He said, look, I'm in charge. 
I'm in charge not only here, I'm in charge there, I'm in charge everywhere. My kingdom's everlasting. It's from it never it never started and it never ended. I know you I know you little people down there with your little brains can't understand it because you're all caught up in time, but there was no beginning and there was no end. I am eternal. Man, this is deep, isn't it? He says, because I'm in charge, I'm going to give you delegated authority. And I want you to go, and I I want you to go. Go therefore means, uh, because I'm in, in charge, because I'm in charge, I want you to go. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to teach all nations. Teach them what? All, (laughs) baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Time out a minute. Have the sons of, God's waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Have the sons of God done that? Let me ask it again. Have the sons of God gone and teach them to observe all I've commanded you? And because we haven't done our job, we want to blame God and say, well, it's his plan that we fail. Because if I go out and I share the truth, if I go out and I speak the truth about homosexuality or transgender, if I go out and speak any of that truth, I might lose my job. They might get mad at me. They may throw mud at me. They may do all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait for uh, Jesus to uh, uh, to get mad enough, and then He'll pull me out, and then He'll spank everybody, and then uh, then I can come back. That is the most. I'm I'm just. You know anybody that act like that? You know any king that would act like that? Everlasting kingdom, and we go to church. We have gone to church for generations being told we're losing and we're going to lose. Can I tell you what's going on? I, I, I'm i sorry. We are so winning. How do I know we're so winning? Because I talked the other day about the octopus, right? The devil is throwing every tool in the toolbox. Why? Because he's losing. And he knows it. He's doing everything he can to distract us and get us away from taking dominion. Dominion. And see, people get upset when you talk about taking dominion as if that's some kind of sin. He put us here to take dominion. Boom. Amen. This, uh, look, for some of you, I know this is, um, I, I, I know your head's spinning. I know your head's spinning. So I never learned this in church. That's part of the problem. You never learned it in church. They told you the opposite, that things are only going to get worse. No, 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 no. The whole, the whole creation is groaning, waiting for what? God's Amen, Coach. It's so clear. And we have an element of Christianity Say, oh, we're not, we don't believe in dominionism. We're not supposed to get involved in this. We're not supposed to be involved in education, in government. We're not supposed to be involved in media. We're not supposed to be, no, we're not supposed to be involved in any of that. Huh? We're not supposed to mix the secular and the sacred. And Jesus is up there tapping his foot thinking, when are my boys going to show up? When are my boys going to show up? Amen. Oh, this, I'm, 
I'm goosebumps. Because this is so not what you've been taught, what I've been taught. So not what we've been taught. And I can see now why your pastor won't let you listen to me. Because he's he's defeatist. He believes Jesus loses. Oh, he wins in the end. But he's not the man of, uh uh-uh. No, he ain't winning now. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he is, God is perfectly content watching his sacrament of marriage be destroyed. He perfectly content. Exactly right. Yep. And like I, when I was up there in the, where I was in New Jersey the other night, and I looked at that room full of men, I knew there were enough men right there in that room. I just, right there in that room, there were enough men to begin to win back some of these things that we've surrendered, surrendered, surrendered. We have surrendered. Uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to open it up here in a second. I got some really good stuff I could show, but I've already talked for 30 minutes and there's some of you want to get in here and react to what I'm saying. And uh, I'll work these other things in. Come on in, George. No, Coach, you're dead on. I know I am. It, Satan is, th- that is the great lie. We have dominion over Satan. The That's reason right. we haven't manifested yet is because we're not equipped. Now, the second best book I've ever read is called Omega Dynamics by J- Jamie Walden, equipping mm-hmm. a warrior class of Christians for the days yep. ahead. Yep. Now this, yeah, I, I don't know if you could put that in the chat, but that's what I'm hearing. And coach, you got it dead on right here. Amen. Yeah. Jamie's a buddy of ours. We'll get him on. Yeah. He lives out in Arizona. I'd have him. He has to get up or Colorado. He has to get up early in the morning. So yeah. hard to get him on at six o'clock, but amen. Yeah. Amen. amen, George. Dominion. 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 Amen. Hey, what's the opposite of dominion? Does anybody know what the opposite of dominion? Uh, I would serve the two. Would that be would that be the powerlessness? Submission. Powerlessness? Submission. Defeat. Submission. The act of submitting. The act of yielding to power. <laughs> Giving in. No authority. It's on, it's on the screen. The act of submitting. The act of yielding to power or authority. Surrender of the person and power to the control or government of another. Folks, that's what the church teaches. Never submit. Never submit. Look look at this. Are you ready for this one? Acknowledgement of inferiority. You submit to the government. You acknowledge that your king is subservient to Joe Biden. That's what it says. Acknowledgement of a fault, a confession, or an error. It's obedience, compliance with the commands of laws or of a superior. Is the government above me? I thought I was above the government. I thought it was the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. I thought God's kingdom had no end. Yep. I guess it ends at the Potomac, evidently, huh? It ends at the public school door. His dominion ends there. Is that right? Well, you know why that's all happened? Hate to tell you, because he's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to stand up and say, you ain't in charge anymore. Our king's in charge. Amen. Amen. I know I'm amen. I'm making fun of you. nervous? Come on in, Daniel. Thanks. Thanks for putting us up, Dan, last weekend. God bless you, man. Come on in. Got to unmute there, buddy. Yeah, touch your screen and see your finger working. 
One more, you got to hit. St still, still got to unmute, Dan. I should just be able to tap on that little that little microphone, and I'll unmute for you. Keep working on. It. We'll come back. Go ahead, Janine. Keep working on, it, Dan. Go ahead, Janine. Well, I think uh, the problem here is we don't rightly divide the word, and we think we do. An example is, is Spencer. If you could go back to Matthew uh, and that verse nineteen, it said. Um, uh, let's see, what did it say here? Um, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right out of Christ's mouth, and he says that. But yet people argue, oh, no, no. But in Acts 3, uh, 2.38, they say just to baptize in Jesus' name. Well, hello, if you do that, aren't you denying? Um, you can do that, but aren't you denying uh, his um, authenticity, his ruler is king, because if 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 you're d just saying do it in Jesus' name, you're not saying that he's God. And I've had this argument so many times with people. They mean the same thing, but then they say, well, oh, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they're just names. Spencer, can you put, go to the Webster's and put up name, please? And you <clears throat> don't understand, people don't understand name is his character. So if you're if you're baptizing in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, aren't you getting the whole thing? Why would you only want to get part of something? Mm. They're the same thing. But if you only do Jesus, then you think you're only, um, you know, it, it's not. He's not God. So in essence, if you understand it, and earlier before the show, you uh, somebody was asking you about wisdom. This is the wisdom. You you know. That's why we aren't manifestation of the sons of God, because we don't even know what the heck we're reading. <laughs> That's where I'm trying to go. I don't have it all figured out, but I got some stuff figured out that ain't right. I, I, I don't have it all figured out. I can tell you that. Dan, still trying to get you in here, man. I don't know why you can't unmute. You to, if you're on a phone, you ought to just be able to tap on the phone and the little microphone pop up and boom, you unmute it. I'd help you, but I, I don't know how to do it. Laura, come on in. Wait a minute, Dan, you're up. Go. Morning, Coach. Morning. There you got it. Great, great word this morning. Enjoying it. Good. Did you want to, uh, something to add? No, I'm just uh, just gleaning what people are saying. Oh, there. Just, uh, all right, buddy. All right. First time in, so. All right. Bless you, man. Laura, come on in. Hey, Laura, I love Laura. Hey, Hang on a second, Laura. Hey, folks, listen. You can believe in a defeatist Jesus if you want to. That's up to you. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm not going to argue about it. I know this. I got very little time here on this planet. And I know this. He told me to go and teach them to observe everything he taught me. And that he'd be with me. I know that. I don't care what the theologian says. I don't care what John Darby said. I don't care about, I don't care about nothing. I can read what that says. And it says he's my king. And I'm a joint heir with his son. And go and expand this kingdom. That's all I know. Come on in, Laura. I love God's playbook. It's great. Um, when it's applied. <laughs> um, but what, and just to piggyback on, on um, what was just last spoken about, in the names of God is his character, right? And, and yeah. it's, But you're also going to find his promise. And like his name is hope, his name is love, his name is truth. Pull up the names of God, Spencer. Look, Google that. His name, name of God. It, Pull it up. You know, El Shaddai, El Roy, Jehovah Rapha, Adonai, um, 
Yeshua Hamashiach, yeah. um, Deliverer, um, Forgiveness. Those are, I mean, there's so many names of God and people forget, like, and that God's name is Hope. And, the, and, and then these are also not just his names, it's his character, but it's also his promises. So when you're just don't know what to do and you don't know, you just call on his name. And his name is hope. His name is truth. His name is love. His name is mercy. His name is so, grace. So, so hang on a second, Lauren. Sometimes he. Sometimes his name's plumber. Sometimes it's mechanic. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. minister. Sometimes it's cook. Sometimes it's chef. Sometimes it's tire changer. He's everything that we would ever need, right? He's everything Amen. that we'd ever. And that's that's why the names of God: Abba, Alpha and Omega, Christos, El Chul, El Alyan. El Oli Olam. I never heard of El Shaddai, Jehovah. All of these different names, because each name, as as Janine just said, each name represents an act, a power, a force, an ability. Each one, he's all of those things. Go ahead, go ahead. I cut you off there, Laura. Go ahead. No, and that's exactly it. And that's his name. And when you find his name, because. Because, and then this is even like, because his name, Jesus' name is the word and he dwelt among us to reveal the the grace and glory of who he is. And if the Holy Spirit is inside of us, that's what should be represented. And his name, his characters, and we call upon it because he is who we call upon. And it's exactly what you said. His name is, but you know, he is the coach. He is the great physician. He is the counselor and counseling doesn't mean just sitting in an office and having somebody so you can just dump on them, but a coach, but a counselor is also someone who goes in and defends. It's not just a noun. It's also a verb. And a lot of these words aren't just nouns, they're verbs, they're actions. Love is a verb or it's a noun or it's an adjective. It's, it's just change. It's transforming of your mind and renewing your thought process to align with the will of God so you can see who in God's will is so that you know him intimately. Mm. And that when he says, depart from me, I never knew you. It's because if you're not in an intimate relationship with him and you don't know who he is, then he doesn't know you. Amen. Amen. So that's why, he, listen, listen, the kingdom of God is within So what are you looking for? Why are you looking over there? Why are you looking over there? Why are you looking over there? Why are you looking over the kingdoms within you? Jesus said it's expedient I go away because if I go away, I can send the Holy Spirit, comforter. He that was with you, why he's gonna be right inside you. And just one last thing. Everybody seems to think like I gotta bring you know these people to church. No. It's not the brick and mortar. The brick and mortar building doesn't breathe. A stadium doesn't breathe. But breathes are the people that are in it. So you're supposed to go out, you know, and what, when you go into your brick and mortar building, that's to equip you to go back out and to dwell among, to dwell among the people. Because the Holy Spirit is alive in you. That means jo- Jesus is showing up in different situations, different parts dominion. of your life. Go make Amen. disciples of all nations. Dominion. He is king of kings, and his dominion is forever, everlasting. No beginning, no end, except 
1947 in America when they said that there's a separation between the king and the government. How stupid are we? Reggie. So you say we're winning. We already won. <laughs> we already won the battle and they already know it. This is cleanup time, but there's yep. a commission that's coming. So we have skirmishes, right? We're going to have some yep. skirmishes. Yep. Um, the Lord already command Jesus Christ commissioned us what we need to do until, mm. till he comes till the great battle comes. So I, a, I hear a lot of men and I'm not putting men down at all. God, I'm trying to lift them up. But like as for, as far as going and taking on this great, against the stars against the war the the battle of the great battle we are not the ones that are going to start that because we have we're not prepared i mean it's obvious in many aspects of this huddle and everywhere else on social media his children aren't prepared yet so we can't step forward without him i'm not talking about doing our daily duty that jesus said go forward baptize blah 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 not talking about that we have to be careful with our pride not to step forward when we're not properly equipped yet because we will get creamed every great battle of gods against the giants against the nephilim they were commissioned ordained and prepared by god himself he said my kids will hear me and i'll hear them i he's going by the holy spirit he's going to tell us when he's going to give us the green light but right now we have to do the little you know skirmishes occupy the land work in the vineyard blah 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 but we have to be really careful not to go forward before before he commissions us or we're done that's it <laughs> i agree with that to a point i can go to i can go to a school board i can go to a school board meeting and then all of a sudden he'll commission me yeah, those are the skirmishes. Those are the skirmishes. Right, right, right. So we ought to be engaged in the skirmishes, and we're not. We're not in. We are his representatives. We go and speak on his behalf. Oh, Jesus can't be at the school board meeting tonight. Well, permit me to speak for him. Then I'm his. Uh, I'm his ambassador, and I'm here to speak on behalf of Jesus. And uh, I get what you're saying, Reggie, but I I think sometimes we we overanalyze some of these things. Hey, they're raping little boys over there. Do I have to figure out whether or not I have the authority to go over and stop it? I have the, I have the authority to go stop that. Uh, they're teaching my children, not my children, but the children in our community, that uh, little boys can be little girls. Do I need a commission, or can I just can I can I go? Can I grab somebody and go with me? Go, go. I'm, I'm not arguing with you, Reggie because I understand what you're saying, but I think a lot of times we, we call it. In coaching, I call it paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis, meaning I didn't hit anybody because I didn't know who to hit. I was confused. And what do I say? Hit somebody. Hit somebody. If I go and I'm ready to shoot and I got my gun, the Lord is going to direct my bullet at some point. He's going to say, there's your target. So I agree with what you say. I agree with you. But at the same time, Reggie, I think people use that as an excuse. I haven't heard from the Lord. I haven't heard. Yeah, you have. He said, go ye therefore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard from him. Yes, you did. Amen. Go. And he said that when you go, when you're going to be brought before governors and kings as a testimony against them, don't think what you're going to say, because I'm going to tell you what to say in that same hour. Because it's not you that's saying it. I'm saying it. I'm using you speaking through you. So we can't overanalyze. I get what you're saying. We can't overanalyze, in my opinion. Not so humble one, by the way. Uh, Trent. But yeah, I think, and I'm not speaking for. I think it's just you have to have the Holy Spirit leading you. Amen. You know that's that's because I agree with her. You know. Yep. Yep. 
I think. Yeah, you got to make sure. You got to make right. sure the Lord sent you. You got to make sure He sent you. If you go on your own, you're looking for trouble, baby. But I also know this: if I go on my own and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, He'll speak to me in that situation. He'll speak to me. But I can't overstep uh, Him. I can't get out in front of my coverage. I cannot. But yeah. Yeah, Coach, isn't it isn't it crazy that we think the opposite? We think that Jesus lost. Well, well, they preach Jesus is lost now, but we win in the end, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. The it, devil is that, is that, or Satan has lost now, and he loses in the end. I mean, it's just the complete opposite. He already like, has lost, you know. Yep. And we're he the loses clean, at we're the clean up. Clean up on all seven. That's us. We're the cleanup crew. They're waiting for the cleanup crew, the manifestations of the Son of God to show up. We think you can make a mess in Walmart and ain't no cleanup on aisle seven. You're going to leave and then God's going to come clean it all up. And then, then you can go back into Walmart. That, that's our theology. It is. Myra, go. Then Jack. <clears throat> Sorry for the coughing this morning. Yes, great. Coach. Uh, it's. I love it. We're exalting the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We read in Deuteronomy 28. 12 through 13, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord hmm. shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou wow. shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be Shall not be beneath if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I commanded thee this day to observe and to do them, like you say, observe and do to do them. Yes, hallelujah, and do to observe and do, Jack. Yeah, one example of one possible scenario is in Nehemiah, where. Nehemiah had his troops all armored up, all weaponed up, all trained up, ready to do battle at the same time as building the wall. And once they were trained up and readied up, they didn't have to fight. They were there and trained and ready, and God took over, and they didn't have to mm-hmm. fight. So that's just same. one possible scenario. There are oh. multiple scenarios that we have to be prepared for and ready to to do whatever God says. Same, same, same thing with Gideon, right? By the way, same thing right. happened with Gideon. And, and then ask yourself this question. Uh, has the church ever launched an offensive? Do we know if we could win? Have, have we tried it and it failed? Is, is that what we're doing? Oh, say, Coach, we, tr- we tried to. We tr- uh, like right now, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not. The Supreme Court said there's no right to an abortion. And the church continues to let abortion go on. When they said before, well, we couldn't do it because the court said it's, they're allowed to. Well, the courts just said they're not allowed to, and the church still doesn't get engaged with it. Why? Well, because it's going to get worse. We're going to get out of here. And Coach, God's can I tell you, tell you what's going on in Maine right quickly? There's suddenly a move to prevent late-term abortions. The church is getting involved. Because Janet Mills wants to kill babies right up to the moment of birth. Well, well, Jack, but the government already told us that there isn't a right to an abortion. There isn't no right. There's no right to an abortion. 
Yeah, don't ask the church. Mm, Mary, uh, Jeff, come on in. I'm going to show you something else. And after Jeff, I'm going to show you something. Go ahead. Coach, here's a question I asked some people yesterday. I witnessed this on the way into the car lot yesterday morning. I asked a couple people yesterday, I said, why do they come up, mom and mom or somebody at the end of your lane or somewhere out there, and sit and wait for that little yellow bus to stop and pick them kids up? Why do they do that? I sit down here on Meadowood Lane, the end of our dead-end street, for a few minutes, watch the mom dump her kids off, the kids jump on the bus, and we could all go. Two or three times on the way to the car lot, I'd seen it again, and I'd seen it again, and I, everywhere. So my question yesterday was, I asked some of my friends, I said, hey, why do they do that? And they just look at you really stupid. I said, now the answer is they want to keep them kids safe. But yet as soon as they throw their little feet on the steps and go into that bus, the parents think they're safe. Game over. Right. They're going to be safe. So this morning, and I've been in in conversations here with Pastor Matt, we do have the uh, freedom from religion atheist coming after us. And I seen on the news this morning at 6 a.m., guess who else has got him coming after him? Deion Sanders, coaching at Colorado University. He is hammering it. And I thought, thank you. They're after Deion also. They said he was hired to be a coach, not a preacher. Okay. So, look, folks, look, look. Thanks, Jeff. Because I was going to talk about You just prompted something in me. Friends, understand this. Somebody's values are going to be taught in the schools. Amen. Somebody's values. If you think that the public schools are a value-free area, a religion-free area, look, the public schools are either going to teach homosexuality as normal or they're not. Look, look, look there's, there's, no, there's no middle ground there. There's no middle ground. And so what they want to do, they want to teach homosexuality is normal at the exclusion of what you might believe. They want their they want their religion shoved down your throat. They want their religion taught to your children. What is their religion? Secular humanism, atheism, believe in nothingism. They want believe in nothingism taught in the schools. They don't want you teaching your faith because they want to teach theirs. Dude, dude, okay. Folks, they're mutually exclusive. They're mutually exclusive. It's light and dark. It's light and dark. If they turn off the lights, dark wins. If you turn on the light, light wins. That's the battle that we're facing. And they've convinced you that your beliefs are religious as if theirs aren't. Their their beliefs, hey, hey, Spence, religion. What's religion? Or values. Pull up religion. What's religion? Religion is in its most comprehensive it's a belief in in the being and perfections of God. Religion as it's sound from that is godliness. Religion is in virtue, morality, crisis, performance of duty. Religion is rules and regulations. So when I go into Christianity, when I go to, they tell me there's a the religious free zone. They know religious free zone. They know such thing as a religious free zone. Because wherever you go, you take your value system with you. So the battle isn't over whether values are going to be taught in the schools. It's over whose values are going to be taught in the schools. And we're in a situation right now where those who serve themselves, the devil, they serve themselves, their value, they are more committed to their value system than we are to ours. Don't you see it? Amen. Hey, Coach, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're suing and suing and suing and suing. Are Christians suing? 
Are we suing? Are we? Are the manifestations of the Son of God? Are they showing up demanding righteousness be taught to their children? Oh no, no, there's a separation between the church and state. That's not what Christians do. That's not what Christians do. We're loving and tolerant and diverse. And who are we to tell judge somebody else? And who are we to push our beliefs on? Right? Huh? You you can I can re, you can repeat it all. Go ahead, Jeff. That's exactly where I went last month with the board. All the isms are religions. Why are you allowing all, all these? So I'm going back after it again this next one on February 9th because we know the enemy will show up this one again. So that's so, what we're so, Jeff, so, Jeff, here's the truth. Uh, the school board's waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God. And they, ain't come, <laughs> they ain't coming. You are. But they're not coming. So what we're seeing is the manifestations of the Son of Beelzebub. They show up. They show up and they get their way. They take over medical boards. They take they take over uh, educational establishments. They take over. And they're media. trained. They show up and they're trained. That's right. And we're trained to do what? Well, we're going to lose, and we'll be out of here soon. That come on, come on. Ain't that they're the con- truth? They're contending for their faith. Paul, uh, uh, Timothy is. Uh, I'm sorry, Jude. Earnestly contend for the faith. Do, do we contend for the faith? We don't even know what it is. We don't even know what it is. The faith. We don't even know. We serve a different king. We serve multi-king. We serve many kings. Christians I'm talking about. Well, we're in the mess that we're in. Man, oh man, oh man. I got to show you a couple things here. Hang on, hang on. Go to Garland and the Catholics. It's coming, boys. Because you know what? The Lord's letting him. The Lord's letting him put his foot on our throat, huh? Oh yeah, they ask. You know, Garland's after the Catholics now, right? He's after the Catholics. Scroll down a little bit. See if I. I don't know if I have time to get this in here or not. Uh, watch. Uh, yeah, try that one. Try that. Is that one I want to see. I sent seven. No, go, go. No, go to the next one. Go to Josh Holly. Go to Josh Holly. Keep going. Hang on, man. I only got five minutes left. So. Nope. Next one. Next one. Next one. Nope. Next one. Where's Josh? Holly? Go back up. I missed him. It's one with Holly. Play that one. Attorney General Garland, let, let me just ask you, d- does your department have a problem with anti-Catholic bias? Uh, our department um, is... Uh, uh, hang, hang on a minute. Protects hang on a minute. all... Stop it. Who the hell is that guy? Who the hell does he think he is? Go ahead. Religions um, and all ideologies it does not have uh, any uh, bias against any religion of any kind. Well, you could have surprised me because given the resources that you are expending and the apparently intelligence assets that you are deploying against Catholics, it appears, and other people of faith while simultaneously turning a blind eye while people are executed gang style in the streets of our cities, including in my home state, your answer frankly surprises me. Let's talk about the Mark Hout case, for example. You've been asked about this already today, and frankly, your answers really astound me. This is a case where a Catholic pro-life demonstrator, father, was accused of disorderly conduct in front of an abortion center. The local prosecutor, the Philadelphia district attorney, who is a Democrat, a liberal, very progressive, declined to prosecute. There was a private suit that got dismissed. And then after all of that, 
your Justice Department sent between 20 and 30 armed agents in the early morning hours to the Houck's private residence to arrest this guy after he had offered to turn himself in voluntarily. Here's the photo. Once again, you can see the long guns. You can see the ballistic shields. You can see that they're wearing bulletproof vests. Why did the Justice Department do this? Why did you send 20 to 30 SWAT-style agents and a SWAT-style team to this guy's house when everybody else had declined to prosecute and he'd offered to turn himself in? Determinations of how to make arrests under arrest warrants are made based uh, by the tactical operators um, in the uh, district. They are not but you surely looked into it by this point, right? They, you, you know the answer, surely. They, all I know is what uh, the FBI has said, which is that they made the decisions on the ground as to what was safest and easiest. So you do not agree with your description of what happened on the scene. You don't agree with my description. I'm pointing out what the photo is. There are agents here who have long guns and ballistic shields. Let's take a look at the hardened criminals that your Justice Department sent these armed agents to go terrorize on that morning. Here they are. Here they are at mass. Here's the seven children with Mr. Houck and his wife. In this early morning, they were all at home. Mrs. Houck has said repeatedly, the children were screaming, they feared for their lives. You got these agents demanding that he come out. They've got the guns, she said, pointing at the house and at them. He has offered to turn himself in. And this is who you go to terrorize. What's really interesting to me is this seems to directly contradict your own memorandum about the use of force at the Justice Department. You say, Officers may use only the force that is objectively reasonable to effectively control an incident. Are you telling me that in your opinion as attorney general, it was objectively necessary to use 20 or 30 SWAT style agents with long guns and ballistic okay, shields you can cut, you can cut for these people? You can watch, uh, these, these, these scumbags, these Luciferian scumbags. See, they're only getting away from it. Can I tell you why? Can anybody out there tell me why? I'll tell you why. Hey, Michelle, the whole creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Boom. Stop waiting. See the groaning? Can't you see the groaning? Sit back and look at this and say, what's going on? Well, we're going to get raptured out of here. Come on in, Judah. Coach, this is, this is the mental... I guess clarity that you're showing all the people that it's it's absolutely fabulous because on display you have the Scottish Rite and the Jesuits and the aspect of what they're doing is they're almost playing cat and mouse with us just like our school boards just like many of the corporate Christian called churches that are being run by their financial books mm. these uh, pastors they're not in control of what they're doing and what they're saying they're in control of Hey, how much more money are we going to bring into our pockets? Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And Josh Hawley, you know, they may say things, but he's never said anything to support a J6er. He's not saying anything to support release of the now 42,000 hours of film footage to uh, release the freedom of the, of the J6ers. You know, they said it was 14,000 hours. But you know what? We're talking about offense and defense. 
do we coach is one of these guys who actually goes out and shows us the scouting book. You know, we, we're going to run this offensive play, but on the defense, what does the scout team, what does the scout scouting report say about who these people are? Who's their hierarchy? What's their weight? What's their category? What's their skills that they're doing? And their skills that they're performing are from the occult and from the black magic that they're performing to be able to try to uh, manipulate us so they can move in their Luciferian agreements of what they want to do. But I will say this is on offense. We in the kingdom is moving and advancing and winning because we're putting the light on it. And people are now seeing who these Luciferians are that, uh, you know what, you guys shine lights on. And it's fabulous because, you know what, the world is waking up and we are advancing and we are winning because of God's purity and his victory. Amen. We're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'll see you tomorrow.